Uh, we have in front of you, it's from a sefer called Eish HaMoyedim. I couldn't fit it all. I had to put the things on the side, Rabbi Olbaum style. Um, and I, I think it's very important for people to understand, especially, listen, we just had Yutes Kislev. Yutes Kislev is all Chabad, Torah. There are certain concepts that I think are important to understand. Someone once asked me to give a shir on, on the spheres. So I said, I'm not, uh, I don't understand these things. This shir will explain certain concepts, but very simply, very simple, very, very simple. I don't do things complicated. I don't understand complicated things. I just very, very simple. We started on the top, is from the Arizal. It's not so simple. But the Arizal said, and this is from all the Svarim, Muva Bekisve Ari, the Arizal explains that the avoid of Hanukkah is to fix the Midah of Hoid. To fix the Midah of Hoid. That the Midah of Hoid is blemished and broken, and it's got to be fixed. So what does that mean? So we'll explain over the next few minutes. I'll explain what this means very simply. Very, very simple. What do the spheres mean on a very simple level? And then, like I said, if you can remind me when I finish, because it's probably going to be a little early and it's a little... Not the regular, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention a quick... If I remember, I'll mention a quick vart that you could walk away with something simple. So the Sefer explains like this. Yedua, it's known, kikayomim eser spheres. To explain this in a very simple way, Hashem, in order to interact, to create the world, and once the world is created, in order to interact with the world, Hashem employs what's called spheres. Spheres are, it's a fancy terminology, but any time you want to interact, have an interaction from A to B, you are using these spheres. It's like he doesn't use money. Whether it's interaction between Hashem and the world, you and Hashem, you and Hashem in the world, you and someone else. Everything is using these spheres. These are, these are borrowed terminology, and I'll explain them very simply. And then we'll try to get to, and these concepts, again, they're very important to understand. And then we'll get to Hoid, and what's the problem with Hoid, and how on Hanukkah it's going to be fixed. So very simple. What are the ten spheres? So it's Chabad, Chagas, Nehim, which means Chach, Mabin, Avadas, Chesed, Gvur, Teferes, Netzach, Hoid, Yisoyed, Malchus. It means thought, emotion, and action. Very simple. He says over here, And I'll give you a very simple example. And it's just important to understand what these things mean. You'll see why throughout the year, the Midah of Hoid is very broken. And why on Hanukkah it's fixed. Now, the first part of the spheres is Chabad. Which means, very simple, anytime you want to make any decision, you are going to be using all ten of these spheres. You want to build a house. So the first thing that you do is you think about it. Chachma, and it's very simple just to understand this. Chachma is big picture. Bina is details. That's why the Gemara always compares women are more connected to Bina because women are usually better with detail-oriented. Men are sometimes good with big picture, but they're not as good with details. Chachma is big picture. Bina is details. And Das is to hold on to the idea. So you're not ADHD. As someone who has ADHD, is a, a problem in Das. As opposed to a problem in Das. That's, the, that's the, the mind. That's the intellect. Then, before you move on to the next decision, you got to think about it. Think of the pros and the cons. You see, let's go with the emotion. You have chesed, gevura. Right? We talk about this all the time. Avram Avinu is chesed. Yitzchak is gvura. What does this mean? Chesed is the desire to do and to give 
and to and to spread forth and to and to be productive. That's chesed. You see, every time you decide to make any decision, look look at he says in the third paragraph, Bechol Pula, very simple. Bechol Pula, when a person makes any decision, Shadamaisa, before you make any decision, Humafil Shalaibert Sinai, against your will, these these things are going to happen. They're going to trigger. It's Komarechasami Dishaba. You're going to light up every single one. You're going to think about it. So Chachma, big picture, Bina, details, Das, hold on to it. Boom. All three are lit up. Then you get past that. Then you got to decide, okay, emotionally. Is this a good idea? Or is this a bad idea? Right? Give you an example. Like you have like, like they're coming, they're coming like to ask again, to like advice. Chesed pops up and says his piece. And Gvura pops up and says his piece. You see, Avram Avinu just wants to give and he wants to do and he wants to just spread forth. Spread forth. Yitzchak Avinu is the opposite. Yitzchak doesn't go anywhere. Yitzchak, my grandmother, my grandmother always calls me, she calls me a homebody. She always calls me a homebody. I don't like that, I don't like to do things. Which is true. She's, she's very accurate. Gvura, I also had someone from Ashivenu once tell me, this guy was very blunt and I didn't enjoy our interactions very much because he was way too blunt, but he always said, you and your father are very good. He's Avram and you're Yitzchak. But I don't know if you guys said that. I don't think, I wasn't talking about you. But uh, this guy, but he meant it like, your father loves everybody and you're... Okay. Chesed, you see, Chesed just wants to give and it just wants to give. So before you make any decision, and his example is very simple. You have a poor person, a poor person comes to you and he tells you his whole spiel and he says he really doesn't have any money. So, your, your thought process is, okay, I got to give a chach is, is lit up, fine. Then all of a sudden, the chesed part of you is like, okay, there's a mitzvah tzedakah. He's a good person. You should give him. You could really help him. It's a schos. Chesed is just boom, 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 give. And then Gvura pops up and is like, wait a minute. He might be fake. He might not be legit. He might, you need money for your house. If you give to everybody, you can't give to the next person. And Gevura means restraint. Gevura means stop. That's Yitzchak. And by it's not a bad thing. You know, Chesed will do a lot of mitzvahs. But someone who has Gevura, he's not going to do a lot of Averis. Because he's holding back. Restraint. Yitzchak is pachad, he's fear. And comes Yaakov Avinu, he's Teferis. What's Teferis? Teferis is the perfect blend of both. It's knowing to give and to hold back. You see, I've mentioned this many times. Avram Avinu's Midah, he was a Midah. It was, he created this concept of chesed, of, of wanting to give and wanting to do. And so the Pasuk always describes Avram as, as digging wells. Yitzchak also dug wells. Yaakov never dug anything. He just uncovered the wells that were already there. Yaakov Avinu is not a new Midah. It's the ability to blend the two perfectly. You see, Avram Avinu's Midah is beautiful, but it can, it, can, it can go off the rails, right? I mentioned this from, the Maral talks about this. The first base Amikdash was a perversion of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was the first base Amikdash, and what happens when love is just rampant? It doesn't stop. It becomes lahavda like Woodstock. Everyone loves each other, and it leads to Gerayis of a Shvichas Domen. That was the first base of Mikdash, because it was all Avram, it was all Chesed, it was all just flowing, flowing, just flowing gifts. The second base of Mikdash was Yitzchak, it was restraint. The problem was, if the first base of Mikdash perverted, 
what's called a chesed nefelis, an ahava nefula, if the first base amikdash was a perversion of love, and what that looked like was just rampant, too, no holding back, everybody's just doing whatever they want, all, all forests, no trees, the second base amikdash is the opposite, it's kavura, everybody's restraint, and everybody's metaktik, and everybody like this, but everybody starts to hate each other. You see, Yitzchak, the perversion of Yitzchak is sinaschinam, because if everybody's medactic and mamish like this and like that and like that, and they start hitting and yelling at each other, and what about this and what about this? And you see this in shul. There are people like that, that they're very gevuradik, and it's very nice, and they're makbid, but, they, but they're like, he did this, and they start yelling, and he did this, and he's yelling, and they correct, right? That's always the thing, like they correct the balkaira, the kid. I was a balkaira, I happens to be at, looking back, when I was in 10th grade, I was a balkaira. I was so scared of it. I don't know why I did it for you. I was so scared. I would throw up every Shabbos morning. Looking back, not healthy. But I was, I was so nervous because they would jump on me and all these things. So what are they doing? So they're doing it because in the doctor, as I stayed in the Mishabura. Okay. But I was being destroyed by this. That's Gevura. That's Gevura perverted. Then comes Yaakov Avinu and Yaakov Avinu's Teferis, which is the perfect blend. See, that's Chesed to just do. Gevura is stop. And Teferis is the perfect blend. That's all in emotion. So that's Chabad is the intellect. Then you got to the emotion and you have this back and forth struggle. And then you get to Netzach, Hoid, and Yesod. The same way Chesed wants to give. Netzach also wants to give. But we're now no longer in the world of emotion. Now we're in the world of action. And what does this mean? He says this beautifully. I've never really understood the difference. If you look over here, he says like this. Go to the bottom paragraph on the right side. The fight of chesed and gevura, that struggle, is, in, is an emotion. So when you have a decision to make, so you've thought about it intellectually. Again, the poor person comes to you and he's like, listen, I really need help. So chesed's like, I'm giving him every single penny I have. And then is like, wait a minute. You got a wife and kids, you got... Oh, oh. And then Tefer is like, give him 20 bucks. That's a perfect blend. That's all in the world of emotion. But now you got to actually do it. You see, the world of action is a whole other battle. And he explains it beautifully. Now that you've had that struggle in your heart of to give or not to give, to hold back, that same struggle that happens as a Jew in action as well. Again, Chesed just wants to give and wants to flow. And Gvura wants to hold back. And Teferis is that perfect blend. Now you get to the actual action. There's a whole new decision that has to happen. If you go on the, on the sides, on the side, the first page, but just turned. I'll give you an example. That same case with the poor person. So you've decided you, emotionally, you've thought about it. You first wanted to give him $1,000, then you wanted to give him nothing. You decided $100, and not only $100, I'm going to take him from shul to shul. That was my, that was my teferis. The problem is, now you get into action. You go outside, it's cold. And now all of a sudden, you see every decision. Forget about the tzedakah. You want to get up and go to shul. Okay? Intellectually, you're in bed. I've been finding it very difficult. My alarm goes off at 5.50, and it's just, it's brutal. It's cold, and it's dark out, and I, I, I just find that you've already finished chakras by then. But I find it to be very difficult. 
So intellectually, you're like, okay, the Shulchan Aruch says you have to, fine. Intellectually, you're covered. Then you have emotional, so the chesed's like, get out of bed, you, gotta, you can become a tzaddik. is like, mm-mm, not going to do it. And then Teferis is like, okay, snooze for five minutes, then get out of bed, fine. Then you actually take off the covers and you start the action. You start the maisa. It's not just emotional. Now it's, you actually begin to get out of bed, and now you're like, oh, I have a headache. And all of a sudden, there's a whole new battle that happened. Chesed, again, keeps telling you to push. But now it's no longer chesed, now it's called netzach. Netzach tells you, go, go, go. The same chesed and netzach are, they're like twins. Go, but in action, go. And all of a sudden, now you have a whole new thing. It's really cold outside. And uh, you know what? I have a headache. And there's COVID. I think I might have COVID. I don't want to get other people sick. And all of these are excuses that are coming up. And here's the, here's the fascinating. Look at this. He says, The truth is, the decision in emotion, you've already covered. You went through the, the to give, to not to give, and you've decided the proper amount. But now you actually got to start doing it. Now you take the checkbook out. Now you're actually giving the cash. Now you're going from shul to shul to make him collect. And all of a sudden, there's a whole new obstacle here. He says, you decided, you went through the back and forth and you decided emotionally, i got to help this guy. I'm going to go from place to place. I'm going to call my friends. You know, I decided emotionally, I think it's a good thing. I'm going to collect. I'm going to be a, uh, for a crowdfunding campaign. And I decided that it's the right thing. But now, you, now they call you up and they say, can we have your emails? And you're like, oh, now it's a whole, it's a whole new battle. He says, I don't have time anymore. I'm very busy. I'm already a part of a different stuck organization, and this is really a conflict of interests. It's going to cost me money. It's cold. I can get sick. You don't want to get sick. And all of these thoughts are coming out. So you have, again, so you've had the fight of emotion, but then all of a sudden now you're in the fight of action, and it's a whole different battle. So you have all these, again, okay, so in your head you got like, to do, to not do, so what happens? Midas ha-netzach, netzach, which the Arizal said most of the year you're using netzach, and again, I, I, I'm going to explain this, and, and at the end I'll tell you like a vart, so that's it's a little more classic me. The Arizal said that, the, just if anyone came late, the Arizal said that the Indian of Hanukkah is to fix Hoyd. So what does this mean? It's very practical. So you're in the action, the world of action. Netzach says, go. Do it. Aye, it's cold and you're tired, all these things. Go, do it. Natseach, win. Fight the battle. You can do this. You'll do the mitzvah. You'll do the right thing. Go do it. That's Netzach. Hoyd means... Amoida, I acknowledge. No, I, th- I think they're good tainas. Hoid means all those reasons that I'm hearing not to do it. Amoida. Hoid means stop. Hoid means pull back. Like moida means I acknowledge you. I'm no longer arguing with you anymore. I'm pulling back. I'm not fighting the Yetzirah. I hear him. He's a taina. It's a taina. Hoid, he says like this. Netzach wants to fight. Netzach is in the world of action when you have all these thoughts of your head of like, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Netzach is, do it. Go, let's go. Go to shul. Not just emotionally go to shul. It moves your feet. Your feet moving is Netzach is moving your feet forward to serve Hashem. 
But what is hoyr? The evil midas ahoyr, mevakeshes lehichon eloisem asibus. Hoyd naturally, I said to you before, hoyd is broken. The Arizal said, Chanukah is to fix the midah of hoyd. See, let me tell you something interesting. The Zayar writes that in the last week's parasha, when Yaakov Avinu was fighting with Esav, with the Sarshal Esav, and the Malach of Esav dislocates his leg, the Zayar said, the midah of the leg is hoyd. One of the legs is hoyd. If you were to outline a body, Netzach is one leg, the other leg is Hyde. So the Zayar tells us that Hyde became broken through this. Hyde became broken. What does this mean? What it means is that naturally, the Mid of Hyde tells you, that's a good time. I, I, think, I, I think he's right. I think all these reasons to not do it, I'm Hyde. I acknowledge. I agree. Not fighting, not fighting. I'm not a fighter. I, th- I think it's good to take a step back. Maybe we shouldn't do this. He says, tells you, let's back down to those actions that are telling you all those thoughts that you have, all those that part of action that says, I don't know if it's a good idea to go to shul. Hoid's like, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea either. is MS, it's true. He says, Now we're actually getting to a very important Nakuda. Mawa begamba this hoid. To understand what is the f- blemish that Hoyd naturally has and how to fix it. You see, he says something amazing. He says something amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll point out. We'll get to it in a minute. He says, You see, again, you have Chesed, which is telling you do it in emotion, emotionally go for it. And, and Gvur is like, uh, no, pull back, restraint. That happens the same thing with Netzach and Hoyd. Netzach is telling you in action, go do it. And Hoyd is like, no, I think we should stop. I think we should stop. And he says, because of Besever Ar Kodesh, Ar Yitzchak, the Ar Yitzchak writes, The truth is, Hoyd is the most dangerous Midah. Why? For you to do a mitzvah, think about what you have to go through for you to actually do the right thing. You have to think that it's the right thing. You have to go through the intellect. Then you have to go through the emotion, and you've got to win that battle. And then after going through, intellectually, it's a good idea. Emotionally, it's a good idea. You get to that finally, you get to Netzach, and then you get to Hyde, and Hyde's like, nah. So it's the most dangerous because you've already gone through intellect, you've gone through emotion, and then finally, you've decided, intellectually, it's a good idea. Emotionally, I'm into it. And then you got Hyde, is like, I don't know, let's just... It's like the last barrier when you're like you're tired of fighting, like you've already gone through so many layers, and Hyde's like, it's a good tightness. Let's be Maida. Maida means don't fight, don't fight, don't fight. Like uh, I think uh, better better safe than sorry. So he says, Nimsa Hyde is the most difficult Mida to get through. It's the like it's the darkest Mida. Because it stops you from doing the right thing. You've already gone through so many filters. You've already gone through the filter intellectually and the filter emotionally. And you finally decided and you have all these things and Hyde's like, ah. That's the problem. And if you go to the back of the page, that, that happens. That happens. With the battle of, of, of Yaakov Avinu. You want to get to Malchus. Malchus is 
finished product. You want to do it. Malchus is the receiver. You want to give it to the Oni. The Oni is Malchus. You want to give it to him. You actually want to like do the good thing. You want to do the right thing. You can't use Hyde. Hyde is going to stop you. Like if any time, basically the way he's describing it, is that any time you want to do anything right, you, you sort of have to bypass Hyde. That the Divir Chaim said that basically throughout the year, you have to just skip Hyde. You have to just go through Netzach. Like we're constantly walking one legged because Hyde will stop you from doing a mitzvah. Because it's going to stop you. Because it's going to be like, yeah, it's probably better not to. That's the breaking. And the Zara says that all of this problem with Hoid, that it naturally, like, it's like default is to stop. Default is to stop you serving Hashem. That, that came from that fight with Esav, where Esav dislocated Yaakov's leg, that we still dislocated. That's the leg of Hoid. He says even more, by the way. He says that there's 6,000 years we're in the, the last thousand, right? We're in the 5,000 to 6,000. So he brings down, he brings down, I think, from the Grah, that each thousand years corresponding to a different Mida. We're in Hyde. We've been in Hyde for, for 5,700, 700 and, and something years, 783 years. We've been in Hyde. Because each one goes Chesed, Gvur, Tferes, Netzach, Hyde, and then Yisoyed is Mashiach. Which means like we're in this, this last, and it's getting worse, and it's just getting harder and harder to overcome. So Hanukkah says that Arizal, Hyde is fixed. How is Hyde fixed? Hyde means not fighting. But the problem is throughout the year you have to fight. Because everything's a battle, everything's a struggle. Imagine if you told it, I told, I told this to you once, that uh, from the Eish Kodesh writes in his diary that if you want to know what the Sahara is, he says, imagine someone didn't fight the Sahara and just said yes to everything the Sahara wanted. What would he be like when he's 30? So the Eish Kodesh says he'd probably be either dead or in prison. That, that's, that's the truth. So you're telling me that hide, hide means don't fight. Hide means relax, relax, relax. You tell a kid to relax, he's not going to do anything right. So hide is so, it's so broken because it says, says that Arizal Hanukkah it's fixed. What does that mean? So this is the Yisoyed. Ma'wa tikun b'midas hide. So how do you fix hide? That's by the way, this is the main point of the year. I don't like to get esoteric and all these things. Hanukkah that struggle is fixed. How so? How do you fix Hoyd? Hoyd means the, the absence of fighting. So how do you not fight on Hanukkah and how does that win? He says, I'll give you very simple. There was a big tzaddik, his name was Saroy de Blitzky. He passed away, I think, two years ago. He was a big mekubal. He was a big mekubal of the Mdebrak. And it was a it was a literal from the Talmud from the Groz base measures. I was reading in a book written by his grandson that his grandson said he would wake up for for tikkun uh, chatzos every night at halachic midnight, and then he would go to bed for a little bit and then wake up for vesikin every night every morning, no alarm, no alarm every chatzos he would wake up he'd be up at tikkun chatzos and he'd be up vesikin every single morning no alarm. So his grandson once asked him, how do you wake up without an alarm? He's sleeping three hours a night. He's exhausted. How do you wake up without an alarm? So his grandfather told him, and this is to a grandson, so it's not like Gaiva. He's tried to teach him. He said, have you ever overslipped, uh, overslept Yom Kippur? Have you ever overslept Yom Kippur? He said, no. He said, why not? He said, Yom Kippur, I'm, I'm freaked out. I don't know. It's, it's important to me. I, I get out of bed. So he said, 
if you look at things like that, then you can get out of bed too. You see, the truth is on Hanukkah, the great light of Hashem is so strong that there's no more fight anymore. You see, when, when the desired result to serve Hashem is so strong, it's not even a battle. I'll give an example. We were talking the example of getting out of bed in the morning. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. I'm sure it's a struggle for everybody else. It's a struggle. If I were to tell you, and this is like a classic yeshiva example, but it's, it's true. I were to tell you, this is what the rabbi used to tell me. If, if you had a, a meeting where you'd get a million dollars, but let's say it's actually true. Let's say it's actually true that you had a meeting in the morning. You had a flight, okay? Every time when you have a flight and you know that it's 4 o'clock morning, you have to be in the airport by 5. It's 4 o'clock in the morning, the alarm gets off. You get out of bed. I, you're tired. It's not even a struggle. Why? The obstacles are still there, but the desire to overcome them is so strong, it's not even a battle. That's the perfected hide. The, the perfected hide is, you see, Netzach is fighting. Netzach sees obstacles and fights it. Hide doesn't see obstacles. You see, throughout the year, hide doesn't fight. You see, throughout the year, when you're not fighting, you're going to lose. On Hanukkah, the great light of Hashem is coming in where a Jew is able to actually perceive what a mitzvah is. Then you don't fight either. But you don't need to fight. Meaning the obstacles, it's, it's such, it's like there's so much to gain by getting out of bed. It's not even an obstacle anymore. But it's not that you have to fight it. When you have a flight to catch, it's not like, oh, so I, okay, I don't know, I don't, should I get up? Maybe I should, maybe I should. You get out of bed because the desire to get out of bed is so strong, it's not even fighting anymore, so to speak. Let me read it inside. When a person has such a desire to have an, a desired result, and that desire is so strong, that meat of hoid, which means I'm not fighting. I'm not going to fight. You could use that to actually serve Hashem. Hoid is perfected on Hanukkah. You're not going to stop and you're not going to give in to the Yetzirah. But you don't have to fight either. And it's, it's, like, it's like you got to the point where you're not fighting it anymore. They're still there, but you're able to so, to go over them. Right? To go over. You go over the obstacles. You don't have to fight them anymore. They're still there, but the desire, you see, you, see, you know what changed? There was a Misa, there was a Tamar of the Baal Shem Tev, I forgot the name, there was a Tzadik, was a Tamar of the Baal Shem Tev, that he was a, a Litvak, obviously, and he had a lot of questions of faith. And when he had met the Baal Shem Tev, became a Chassidish Tzadik, whoever he was, I forgot, I forgot the name. And he ran into some friends of his who were still Litvaks. And they said, are you still bothered by those questions? He said, no. And he said, so what's the answer? He said, where do the questions go? He said, the questions didn't go away. I moved away from the questions. Meaning, the questions are still there. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so much bigger than them that I, it's not like I have to answer them. They just, they're, they're, they're nothing compared to who I am. That's what happens on Hanukkah. You see, Netzach means you have to fight. Hanukkah, you don't have to fight. But normally, if you tell someone you don't fight the Yetzirah, that means you're instantly going to lose. The answer is you're not fighting the Yetzirah on Hanukkah. But you don't have to. Because the light of Hashem is so great that a Jew is able to finally perceive for eight days 
what a mitzvah is and what and what the schar mitzvah could be and then all of a sudden it's like well, I have to fight for that you don't have to fight for that you get out of bed not because you have to make a whole debate the schar mitzvah outweighs you have to fill another you get out of bed a Jew gets out of bed like that's all of it, it's it's like it's like it's hard to verbalize a Jew gets out of bed that's the hoid perfected on Hanukkah. He says, Midas Netzach, You see, Netzach sees those obstacles as like an enemy. And it's like, we have to fight. And all of a sudden, he's ready to fight. And all of a sudden, he's, he's ready and he's like, I have whatever taina he has, I have my own tainas. That's Netzach. But when hoid is perfected on Hanukkah, you don't see them as like enemies. I don't see them at all. That's what happens on Hanukkah. You don't have to fight, but it's not that you're not fighting, it's you don't have to fight. It's like, you, he gives an example of dogma. That example we had before. You decided emotionally you're going to help that poor person. You're going to take him from shul to shul. And there are obstacles. The obstacles, it's cold outside. I don't have the time. There's three approaches of how to deal with this. The first approach is Netzach, which is you fight and you win. You acknowledge all those. You're like, it is cold and I don't have time, but a tzaddik does the right thing and you fight. Okay, that's one approach. The second approach is hide when it's broken. And that is, you know what, I'm not going to fight this one. You're probably right. I had the, a nice idea. Uh, that's the second approach. That's hide throughout the year. And then there's the hide of Hanukkah. The third approach is which is to take that form of bittel but channel in the right way, meaning Again, it's the classic yeshiva example, but it works. And that is, you know, like you hear this, um, what was it, uh, was it Aaron Judge? It was nine years, he just signed with the Yankees, there was a baseball player, some of the Yankees, it said nine years, $360 million. Okay. If you were able to sign that contract, and they told you, you have an hour to get to the five towns to sign that contract, You'd run out without a coat. You wouldn't fight the oh, but it's cold. But no, the midas. Uh, you it, the the desire for that result outweighs the negativity ad kedekach that it doesn't exist. That's hoyd of Hanukkah. Hoyd of Hanukkah is that for eight days you don't have to fight, but you won't lose because the light of Hashem is so strong and it's lighting up those. Those, those, those below ten tefachim, it's lighting up those yidden, that all of a sudden, it's not a fight. It's midas ahoyed perfected. And as I mentioned in the beginning, the Chaim says, throughout the year, a Jew has to serve Hashem with netzach and bypass hoyed. Except for Hanukkah. Hanukkah, you get to serve Hashem with hoyed. Throughout the year, you have to fight. And throughout the year, the avoid is to fight. But on Hanukkah, you get to sit back and say, I don't have to fight. But, not, but I won't lose. Obviously, listen, you have to know yourself. You have to know where you're holding. But at least that's the goal. The goal is to not fight. The goal is, I'm a, I fear the obstacles are meaningless compared to the infinite possibilities of doing the right thing. 
That's the avoid of Hanukkah. That's the avoid of Hoyd perfected. Again, it's just important to understand every time you make a decision, you're going through that intellect, emotion, and, and, and action, and there's that struggle. And on Hanukkah, you get to just, you get to actually appreciate the positive outcome. And when you begin to appreciate the positive outcome, it's not much of a fight. Right, we'll stop here. I'll tell you two minutes, just two minutes. I want to mention a, a quick vart that people could walk away with something because I know that that it's two minutes. I mentioned this once in a shir. I'll just mention it again, very very bekitzer. On Hanukkah, we say in the Alanisim that it's lahaver chukei ritzaynecha that the Avonim tried to get us to not serve lahaver chukei ritzaynecha to not serve chukim. That one of the desired results of the Avonim is to stop us from serving Hashem b'derech choyk. Now, chukim, it's very simple. There's two, three different types of mitzvahs. There's called, there's basically mitzvah sichli, there's mitzvah sichli, and, uh, and uh, non-mitzvah sichli. There's three different categories. You have some mitzvahs that are completely simple, and you would write them if you were writing your own law book. Thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal. They make a lot of sense. Then there's, a second category of mitzvahs, which are not so simple, but what I tell you, it makes sense. Tefillin. I don't think anybody here would think of tefillin, but um, I think if I explain to you what tefillin is, you look, okay, it makes sense. You're taking your actions and your emotion, your heart and your mind, and serving them to God, putting Shema Yisrael on your arm and on your forehead, okay, it makes sense. And then there's chukim. Chukim don't make any sense. They're, we don't never understand them. The Yavadim were fighting chukim. What's pshat? So Bnei Sasa says like this. He says there are times where a Jew wants something. He wants a Yeshua, he wants a salvation, he wants to be protected. And in Shemayim, they check the ledger, and they're like, this guy doesn't deserve it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't deserve the desired outcome that he wants. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. And the truth is, says Bnei Sasa, at that, to- at that point in Shemayim, Hashem, Kaviochel, doesn't have much to say. Because he says, you know what, according to the books... Taka, according to, according to the nature, Hitaka shouldn't be saved. But there's one thing that could override that, and that's when a Jew does a chayk. You see, a chayk doesn't make sense. But why do you do it? Because, as they say, you're blinded in love for Hashem. That you're doing things that don't make sense, because I do it for Him. And when a Jew is able to do something that may not make sense, but say to Hashem, I care about you so much that I'm willing to do something that doesn't make sense because that's what you want. Then Hashem says in Rakhine, okay, so I'm also going to give it to you. I, it doesn't make sense in Shemayim for me to give it to him. He's willing to do things for me that don't make sense. I'm willing to do things for him that don't make sense. Therefore, the Yavadim were trying to stop us from doing Chukim because they knew that if a Jew is able to serve Hashem without Tam, without Seichel, to do things just crazy, crazy in love, and Hashem, inclined, will also be crazy in love with Kla Yisrael, and will also save us. I, we don't deserve it. He says, that's the aside of why Kla Yisrael, right by the splitting of the Yamsuf, that is davening. Hashem says, what are you davening to me? Go, no, jump in the water. So what do you mean, why are you davening to me? What should a Jew do when he's in danger, if not to daven? So he says, what Hashem was telling like this, what do we know that when they got to the water, right? The, 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 the water didn't want to split because it said, They do have a desire, the Egyptians do have a desire, the Jews have a Meaning, there's no reason to save them. So Hashem said to Moshe, it's a good taina. I got nothing to say up here. Jump in the water. There's nothing more crazy 
there's nothing more suicide, there's nothing more crazy than you're asking to be saved and the response is jump in the water to commit suicide. But what do we do? We did it because crazy in love. So Hashem said, if you jump in, then I'll be able to have a taina and I'll be able to say split the either They're willing to do this for me, I'm willing to do this for them. That's the avoid of Chugim. And the truth is, while there are mitzvahs that are exclusively Chugim, every mitzvah has an element of Chayk in it. Even with Tefillin. Tefillin makes sense. But does it have to be seven on the arm? None of us here really understand why seven. Okay, you'll hear a shir, a Kabbalistic, but this is chukim. Every mitzvah has chukim. And if the yad, I'll just go with that theme. And if the yud doesn't touch the box, you're not yad to the mitzvah. That makes sense to you? Doesn't make sense to me. It's a chayk. Every mitzvah has nukudis of chukim. And the avoid is to mechazik yourself, dafku those mitzvahs, because those are the mitzvahs that netzach and hoid, that, that those are the mitzvahs that hoid is, is losing battles throughout the year because they even tell yourself, what are you doing this for? It doesn't make sense. But a Jew should mechazik yourself to serve Hashem b'derechoikim, because if a Jew is able to do this, even though it doesn't make sense to show that Hashem that we're just crazy in love with Him, that we're, we're willing to do anything, because that's what you do for someone that you care about, you're willing to be crazy for them, then Hashem will be crazy for us. And He'll send us to Yeshua, even if we talk and don't deserve it. Shabbi Zaycha, that's the day. Yivonim knew this. And they will have a chukir at Seinecha. Shem Chazak ourselves to serve Hashem in a crazy way. Crazy in love, and Hashem should respond in kind. Zaycha, to again, Gulam Yisrael, Hebi Menu Amen.